Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast, where we talk about Racehaver Sprint Cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive Sprint Car Series in the country. I'm Rod Ort, Series Director, and I'm joined by Frank Berman, writer, reporter, and historian for the series, and Stephanie Dodson, former driver and announcer for the series. We try to post this show each week and bring you the updates on Racehaver and bring you stories of Racehaver talent here in PA and across the country. Welcome to the show. All right, I'm here with Stephanie this week. Um, last show, we, we kind of threw together a show real quick, Frank and I. Um, Stephanie's been real busy with, with school and lesson plans and things I don't remember doing. Um, and uh, we, oddly enough, uh, Stephanie, that that last show, um, we went like ten times our our normal um, listen listeners for the show. I still haven't figured that out. Um, <laughs> and that was uh, the the Lincoln um, Sealands Grove weekend with Garrett Bard. That was the last uh, weekend of points, and Garrett Bard made the made the case for national champion there, winning both nights. Um, and then Sunday, unfortunately, you know, Frank had not been feeling real well. And last Sunday, uh, Frank ends up in Gettysburg Hospital with a, a ruptured gallbladder, which um, turns out was was pretty pretty serious. Um, yeah. Fortunately, uh, Frank Frank is still with us um, and uh, uh, on the mend. Um, but but that's gonna that's gonna take a little while. Um, and then uh, uh, Sealands Grove, um, we kind of had a little rough night there with uh, with pill draw. Uh, found out that we had a car late at the scales, didn't know about it. Our driver pulled a pill. Um, just one of those uh, products of uh, uh, you know the the track being you know. Part of it being inside and, and the pits being on the outside and running back and forth um so yeah just lack of um i mean we we're trying to make it the best communication we can but there was just like a a disconnect there saturday night beyond our control yeah and it ended up in a in a messy redraw that we had to restart yeah a situation nobody ever wants to be in and then and Frank wasn't well, so we didn't have a show uh, last week, um, and um, uh, we're we're hoping Frank, to, you know, wishing him the best. Um, so Frank has has pulled together some uh, summary from from last weekend, and uh, Stephanie, you're gonna fill in for Frank with the race saver uh, summary from then. Yeah, so thanks to Frank Berman for pulling the results together, even though he's not feeling the best. Um, even though the season is winding down, uh, we have some good races uh, coming up still, but the Laurel Highlands and Virginia Sprint Series, they co-sanctioned a season finale at the Greater Cumberland Speedway in Maryland. Um, and the winner was quite a surprise, Mikkel McGee, who's a rookie, uh, with the PA Sprint Series. He lives right up the road from Path Valley Speedway. Um, and I think the, the McGee name goes back um, to the owners or the builders of that speedway, Path Valley. And so he picked up the win 
at Greater Cumberland Raceway with the Laurel Highlands and Virginia Sprint Series. So I think it was only like his third race that he's gotten to actually compete in. Yeah, can we can we be looking at the next Garrett Bard here? Do you think uh, late in the season? I have no idea because honestly, um, his first two tries in competition in September uh, weren't the greatest, and I know he like flipped or wrecked at, in warmups at Port Royal at Path Valley. Sorry, um, but then he picked up a seventh place finish uh, September 26th at Seals Grove, so he was on his way to the front, and then. Uh, this week, this past weekend, he started on the pole at Greater Cumberland, led the whole way, uh, including time and traffic and held off a determined Josh Spicer. Um, Spicer finished second ahead of Reed Thompson, uh, Larry McVeigh and Ron Orange, and they had 20 cars at that co-sanctioned event. Also, the Laurel Highlands and Allegheny Sprint Tour, they joined the World of Outlaws, kind of like what we're going to do this weekend at Port Royal. And that was for the Commonwealth Clash at Lernerville, Lernerville Speedway the weekend before last. And Justin Clark, one of our previous uh, guests, came over from Ohio to steal all the cash. And he won over Ryan Lynn and Dylan Schatzer. So again, yeah. two more drivers that run with us. That was a huge win for Clark. I'm glad to see it for him. Um, you know, coming in from Ohio, it's a good racer. And it's neat to win in front of a big crowd, an outlaw crowd. For sure. He seems like he does a lot of traveling. Yeah. Um, now, the Mid-Atlantic Sprint Series, I believe, is all done, but they finished up the weekend before last at Bridgeport's new track. And Dave Brown topped Kevin Nagy, Jeff Gyges, and Tim Tanner, who was crowned their points champ. So a shortened season for them, but they made the best out of it and came up with that creative uh, COVID clash. Yeah, congratulations to Tim Tanner on on picking up that championship. You know, whether it's a, a whole bunch of races or just a few, it's it's a championship, and um, uh, congratulations to him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even. I don't think that's his first either, unless I'm mistaken. But yeah, I think that he's he's won championships before. Um, my yeah. great memory, but I, um, definitely a good racer. Um, congratulations to him. Now, the Carolina Sprint Tour also ran the weekend before last with Dan Oliver winning at Lawrence County Speedway in South Carolina, and he won over Chaz Woodward and Sean Vardell. Um, and if you remember, there was a bounty on Nick Tucker. Well, he didn't run at Lawrence, so that bounty may continue. <laughs> so I guess, I don't know. That I guess you can't collect the bounty if the, if, the, if the person isn't there. Huh? Correct. So North Carolina has um, more races coming up, including their big one that's coming up. Um, we also had a Wakini Showdown for the United Rebel Sprints. That's a fun name. Zach Blurton went one over Ty Williams, Taylor Velasquez, Scott Cochran, and Todd Plemons. And Justin Clark over in Ohio, he got another win at the 35 Speedway Park. It was Pepsi season championship night feature. And, but the runner up Kyle Kruger claimed the season championship for that Buckeye group out in Ohio. Yeah, look at Justin winning everywhere, jeez. Yeah, he's all over the place. Um, the Indiana Race Savers schedule said that there was a race at Twin Cities Raceway Park in Vernon, um, but Frank couldn't find any evidence of that taking place. So I don't know if that got canceled. Out West in Mississippi, the United Rebel Sprint Series returned to Dodge City Raceway Park, where Zach Blurton won his fourth 
uh, Jerry Soderberg Memorial Championship is third in a row with Kyler Johnson, Jeff Staza, JD Johnson, and Luke Cranston following him across the line. And they have another big race coming up this weekend at Wakini Speedway. Um, Texas Sprint Series was at 82 Speedway and Logan Sherb was the winner. Um, there's a video on Facebook where the person posting it apologizes for the quality, I guess because he or she was announcing two, holding the mic in one hand and camera in the other. So um, fortunately, I don't have to do any um, video recording when I'm announcing, because I don't think I'd be able to do both. Yeah, that's, I think he mentioned something about that the last time and, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, stick to one thing. Um, it, I, I'm sure as you know, it's it's hard enough just to do that but uh, man <laughs> yeah i i wouldn't want to do both that's for sure and then the other series southern united sprints um doesn't appear to have run the past weekend but they do have, a, have an event coming up at sabine motor speedway um and some of the tracks that don't run as part of a series are still active uh like us 36 raceway in missouri had its race friday canceled due to the infamous circumstances beyond our control, unfortunately, um, but the track still has its championship night scheduled this Friday and the IMCA Missouri Nationals are October 8th through 10th. Um, and I guess that's at Bethany Speedway in Missouri. Oh no, Bethany Speedway in Missouri also has its championship night on Saturday. So uh -huh. there's still a lot of racing coming up even though um, the season is winding down. Yeah, I think, um... Uh, and thanks, uh, Frank, again, for putting that all together. And thank, thank God you read it, because I, if I would have, it would have sounded like it would have been horrible. Um, well, I hope I did Frank justice. Uh, yeah, Frank, uh, Frank does a great job with that. And uh, I, I wanted to mention that uh, I think in Indiana, there was, um, you know, some things going on with Race Saver out there. I know that Jim Standard uh, made a trip um, uh, to Indiana this week to talk with those folks. I don't know. Um, you know what you know what is being released at this point but uh, we're looking forward to um, them getting that uh, that situation straightened out and headed in a positive direction for race saver lots still lots going on still uh, a lot ahead um, this weekend we're uh, headed to to port royal with the outlaw show the special show and out of all the people that race at Port Royal, you know, trying to get into that top 26, the coveted top 26 that they can participate in this special race this weekend. An interesting point is that uh, two of the top five are our lady racers, Cassidy Kreitz and uh, Aaron Statler. And um, just ahead, we're going to be speaking with Aaron Statler. Yeah, that'll be cool. That's really impressive because uh, we get some of our highest car counts at Port Royal Speedway. So for those two lady racers to be in the top five in points, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, looking forward to that. Let's let's talk to Aaron. Sounds good. All right, Rod and I are here with this week's guest, driver of the number two, Aaron Statler out of Carlisle. Aaron, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. We, um, I personally am so excited to have you on, um, having been a racer competitor with you with the PA Sprint Series, and um, you're a strong running female driver, and we're looking at this weekend coming up at Port Royal, and 
Um, there's all these drivers that have been messaging us because um, they want to get into this race and it's only the top 26 in points uh, because it's a special world, world of outlaws show. And Aaron, you are sitting fourth in points with our previous guest, Cassidy Kreitz in fifth. Uh, that's got to feel good. It does. And I'm not exactly sure how all that happened because I don't think I finished better than maybe seventh or ninth up there, but I'm super excited for the race this weekend. Yeah, you're having a really good season. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of times, um, uh, you know, we've been friends for a long time and I, and I probably have mentioned you more often than I probably should have on the podcast throughout the season, but it's really been because you, um, you've, especially at Port Royal and the big tracks, you've been, uh, you've been doing well and you've been there every week. That's got you into the, the top five there at Port Royal. And that's no small task. Yeah, Port Royal is my favorite track, that in Sealands Grove. Um, and I just, I don't know, I'm not a super huge fan of the smaller tracks, but I mean, it makes you a better driver being on the smaller tracks, I guess. But racing with these guys makes you a better driver all around, even on the big tracks. Yeah, definitely tough competition. And can what? I go on record as saying I passed Garrett Bard like two or three times this year? Can I just say that? <laughs> sure <laughs> absolutely when you can pass the national champ three times in a season you're doing all right yeah, he's gonna for that one there's not too many people passing him number one because he usually draws the pole and number two obviously because he's so fast but um what's what's the uh, what's the key to the success uh, do you think uh, especially this year is anything that you've changed or you just got in, you know, has COVID done a good thing for you or? <laughs> um, I think a lot of it, we sort of stepped up our engine program, like uh, not this season, the season before um, with, uh, we got a cam from Kurt Hershey and I miss him. And um, he really helped me get going a little quicker, you know, um, with, uh, not having one of the engines that are assembled, you know, by one of like the CG or the LaSalle doing it yourself, you don't have the dyno time and you don't have the opportunity to maybe figure out, you know, what the better cams are and everything like that. So having access to Kurt and, and the Hershey racing engines that really helped me as far as um, stepping up my motor program. And then this year we sort of been trying a little different things with the setup and that's been working a lot better for us. That's a tough deal then um, with, you know, the passing of Kurt, it's nice that you can kind of uh, carry on his legacy uh, by, you know, giving credit still to um, how he helped you out in the season. And um, also picked up in that, that, so you do build your own engines, Aaron? I do. I assemble them. I can't say that I actually pick out the cams. Um, Dave Schultz and Schultz Performance, he really, you know, is a, you know, watching over my shoulder, making sure I do everything the way that I'm supposed to, even though he says I could do it myself. But it's nice to have that, all that experience, you know, and, and, and talent looking over my shoulder to make sure that I'm doing everything right. But I do assemble them myself. You're, you're a mechanic by trade, um, so um, obviously you know the importance of doing a job right every day and you don't want anything coming back. And 
Um, and you have a, a special relationship with, uh, with Schultz and, and um, obviously been doing this a, a very long time, um, a, a ton of experience. I think, you know, when we look at the total number of races, uh, we're, we're still filling in our early years, but you have always been on the top of the race count. I don't think that a lot of people realize that you've been doing this for a very long time, consistently, a lot of, you know, a lot of weeks per year, but you're, you're kind of the, the, the typical race saver, the model race saver racer in that you're doing it all yourself. You know it all yourself, you, you know, you're driving. I mean, obviously you've helped, but um, this is, this is hitting on all of your talents, including the talents of friends, you know, important people around you. Yeah, I really do. Um, it's, it's never a one person operation. I really do. I'm so lucky to have the help of uh, Kurt Morrow. He helps me out every week at the garage and at the track. You know, my dad will come and help out too. Maybe not so much with the mechanical end of things, but he gets the lineups. He cleans mud. He puts the engine blanket on. He does a lot of things when he can't come. We miss him a lot, but it really does take more than one the only person that I've ever seen do it themselves is Cowboy Jim Kennedy. And I have no idea how <laughs> in the hell does that. But I'm so lucky to have just, you know, people that I can trust and I don't have to overlook to, uh, you know, maintenance on the car and those kinds of things. So I'm just very, very lucky with that. I think when Cowboy comes, he makes friends quick. And I think, Aaron, you could do the same thing. Um, you know, I think in the past, you were even the recipient of um, Sportsmanship Award. And, you know, as Rod was saying, um, you're just kind of the epitome of what the PA Sprint Series is. And um, you're also a friendly face in the pit area all the time um, to competitors. And, you know, I think any driver feels feels comfortable um, coming up and talking with you, it, you know, it kind of really adds to the camaraderie in the pit area. Yeah, I try to just um, think of it, you know, uh, from their point of view and just try to help, you know, the people that are just getting into it, I try to help them out a lot and just try and, you know, maybe, you know, impart some knowledge on them. But usually they're so good that they don't need me, but <laughs> at least can talk to them, you know, and I've made a, so many uh, great friends with this series and, and even Virginia Sprint Series and, you know, some guys that come in from Jersey and it's just, you know, it's about the racing, but it is also about the friendships that you make. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's the best series around. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, you know, the, the Virginia Sprint Series and uh, the friendships you've made over the years, um, you really started out, I mean, early days, there wasn't a lot of PA races, um, and you did a, a, quite a bit of traveling that direction. You spent a lot of time with French Grimes. So can you tell us a little bit about that, or do you have any uh, fun stories from back in the day? Well, yeah, I mean, we, I actually started out um, helping Jason Schultz on his 305 and at that point in time, he started in 1998. So at that point in time, the PA series was just getting started. So he raced with the Virginia Sprint Series um, exclusively until the PA series sort of got going. And we used to travel every other weekend to Saluda, which is four and a half hours away. So we would leave the house at 
12 in the afternoon on Saturday and get home at six in the morning on Sunday or something like that until, you know, all the racing got in. But um, just being there and helping him, I got to know French and Jim Haynes and I, you know, Annette Haynes and the Harrises and all that. And French, I, I don't know how many people really take into consideration how much he put, I mean, he invented this. He put everything into this and I feel like maybe he gets a little bit lost in the current day of you know the the race saver sprint series but just an awesome person just uh once you get over the rough exterior he really is just a very um uh giving and uh you know he has a good heart yeah and funny story about that is um we were racing at east side and I was racing Dave Schultz's car. And at that point in time, there were no front wings. There was no wing angle on the top 10 degrees, you know, max. Yep. So East side is always like glass. It's like running, you know, it's always very slick. So the rule back then was if you were going to pass somebody, you need to come up on the back of them and let them know that you're, you know, right beside them, let them know that you're there and then back off and then you can pass in the next corner. Well, yeah, it was sort of like, um, French was just getting everybody sort of used to driving and cause there wasn't a lot of sprint car racing down in Virginia at that point in time. So anyways, the rule was you weren't supposed to pass right away. So I fly down the back stretch of the east side and, and um, I come up on him in turn three and I just went for it, but I just shoved my nose in underneath the French and I passed him and we came off the track and French comes walking down to Schultz's trailer and I get out of the car and he goes, don't you ever pass like that again? And I just went, oh, like, I was like, oh my gosh. So I just felt so bad. Like, I just felt like I ruined the entire series, like the entire Virginia Sprint series. And then he came up to me later and he said, I just, I wanted you to just learn that, you know, that's, you don't do that. He said that wasn't the correct way to pass, putting it in correct terms. So yeah, <laughs> he just has the biggest part and he just wants everybody to just be okay and, and good. So, yeah, that's, I think that is one of those, you know, folklore deals where people would say, uh, you're, you know, you're not allowed to even pass or you have to, you know, and, um, while back in the day, um, and with French, obviously he runs a tight ship and he wants things done a certain way. And, and as you, as you said, there, there was a method to it. Um, there was a reason for it. And, um, and that's, uh, a very, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's a great story. It's a great, you know, fundamental story of race saver and where we came from. Um, and, you know, I think one of the people we don't mention on the podcast a lot, too, is Jim Haynes and, and the work that, that he has done with French um, over the years. And especially, you know, as French's uh, health has failed, you know, several times and, and Jim's had to take up the slack on this end and working with Roger Hayden and a lot of the technical things. Um, just, just a true treasure there with Jim and, and, and you're absolutely correct that you know french doesn't get i i think if we could have like a three-hour show we could have french on here sometime um but yes yeah, you know those conversations can get pretty long and and they 
they can get into the weeds pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, the driver's meetings were uh, typically you brought your own lawn chair. Yeah, it was a long driver's meeting. Yeah, I tell everybody, you know, every now and then I'll say, you know, they'll say, well, you know, what, what's at the driver's meeting? And I said, well, this might be a, a, a French driver's meeting, like bring a chair, you know, because <laughs> it might take a while. Actually, I just went down to Cumberland last weekend and raced with the um, Virginia Sprints slash Laurel Highlands group. And this is how big heart Jim has. They had a pill draw and you, you know, you grabbed a pill out of the bucket and he had all of these gift care packages set up. And it just is a, you know, a testament to those guys down there. And they just want this thing to go so bad. And Jim and Bob Reiner, they all donated these items. And then you just picked a pill and you got to take home, you know, I had two sets of spark plugs, a mouse pad and a set of sockets or something. I mean, they're just always so giving. And I just, you know, want to make sure that everybody realizes where this came from and how this all, you know, came about. Yeah, that was that was one of the things that was, and we we kind of stole off of that idea with our Keystone race, trying to pull some stuff together. And that's not easy. I mean, a lot of most of the time that's coming out of their own pocket or they're making those phone calls. Um, you know, you'd get a real nice air hose or uh, a tool or something uh, thoughtful that you know uh, was was really helpful. Um, now I, I I saw you didn't finish real well. Did you finish the race or? Uh, how did that go? <laughs> well, as is typical for the end of the season, the pill draw was done by the track and I had nothing. They didn't have a bingo ball. It was a pick an envelope and there was a poker chip inside. And the guy at the track drew me the last pill. I had nothing to do with it. And I got back to the trailer and said, what, what happened? How'd you get that pill draw? I said, I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> so I had to start in the back of the heat um and kiss of death. <laughs> yeah and there was two heats 10 heat cars each heat and then they lined it up you know i think i'm can't remember exactly how they lined it up but i ended up starting maybe 17th or 19th and ended up 13th so i made some forward progress but um the racing down there is very respectful so um you don't generally push the issue you don't want to run over guys that treat you good so yeah 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 it's it's um it's an environment of respect that um, I, I, I hope that we're always trying to, to strive towards, but um, it, it, it's certainly always uh, that way, you know, especially with Virginia and Laurel Highlands. Good, definitely good people. Yeah, Darren Bolak was ahead of me and he's the guy that helped fix my frame out at the nationals when I flipped when I went out there. So it's kind of hard to just shove a nose in underneath somebody that's been yeah. so helpful to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, uh, uh, Stephanie, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Aaron did go to the Nationals a few years ago. And in warm-ups, what, what, you made a lap uh, and, and got dumped on your roof. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, it's a three, four-day weekend and uh, pretty easy just to say we're, we're done. And um, that didn't happen. We, you know, we were, uh, I think Jim, Jim Haynes, uh, you know, bought you the wing kit. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, but Darren pitched in, we were putting rivets in the wing and, and kind of a typical race saver deal, but, you know, it's um, got, got you running again and, and able to enjoy the rest of the weekend. Sometimes I think if Aaron didn't have bad luck, she wouldn't have luck at all. So. 
<laughs> Some days it feels like that. <laughs> and she keeps plugging away. Yeah. I wonder if the, you know, the, you know, you talked about the level of respect around racers. I, I feel like this year uh, with the car counts up here in Pennsylvania, drivers have just been wanting to get into the main event so bad, you know, that, um, you know, just like when you're out at Eagle Nationals, when you have so many cars out there, um, it's the same kind of thing. Uh, I wonder if that plays in at all, you know, when you're down in Virginia, you know, they 20 cars, so all cars qualify, which is nice. I wonder if that has anything to do with, you know, the racing, like would, would French Grimes approve of that racing move you pulled now that we have 50 cars at Port Royal, you know, like would he have been rooting for Aaron Statler to pull that move at Port Royal, that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't, you know, nowadays, and I think, um, you know, one of the things that we kind of struggled too with this year was, you know, Heston was supposed to run and, and I mean, at least was to be watered down a little bit so yeah definitely got some really high car counts uh, at a lot of races um i think that i think that the core uh is still is still there i think it's hard to maintain that that friendship and that respect between people but um it just it's really been a weird year that, that way I, I think uh in a lot of respects yeah I yeah think so too it really has i mean it and i think you're right like up here gosh i mean you have to make all the moves everybody is so equal and you have to make make all of the moves that you can uh at the beginning essentially to make it into the a main and i think that has a lot to do with um some of the moves that you see maybe on the starts that maybe french wouldn't approve of but <laughs> I mean, it is what it is down in Virginia when we were racing and even at to this day, they don't have as many cars. And sometimes that's just a relief to go down there and run and just be able to be in and you don't have to think about anything and you can just have fun and race. We're up here. You have to, it's just a little different, um, I don't know, mindset or something that, you know, that you have to get in and all that. And it's hard. It's hard up here. These guys yeah. are so good. I think these guys are just so good. It's hard to get in. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and again, that's why, I mean, kudos to you for being fourth in Port Royal points. I mean, you've been strong all season. I think, you know, you've had so many top tens this year and we have drivers struggling to qualify, like you said, every night. And so, you know, to be a dominant force week in and week out, you know, it's, it makes all of us better. Yeah. With Garrett and, you know, Landon and just all of, and Nick, I mean, how do you compete with that? <laughs> like you just go and you draw your pill and the chips fall where they do and you do the best that you can. And, you know, God willing, I've been able to get in this year and, and actually compete. So I'm super excited about that. Well, we're, we're in the spotlight this week at, at Port Royal Speedway with the World of Outlaws and no pressure um we're, you know we're we're uh, looking for our lucky 13th winner we'd we'd love that to be aaron statler it would be uh, quite an event um and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today 
on the show and, and uh, your support of Race Saver all, over all these years. Um, so thanks. Uh, thanks for coming over. Oh, thanks for having me. And I appreciate the, the good words. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you at the track Saturday. All right. It was, uh, was good talking to Aaron. It was. I know we uh, talked a lot uh, throughout the season about having her on because she's just a steady figure in the PA Sprint Series. And it was perfect in light of this weekend's race coming up at Port. Yeah, we, we've got a lot happening. Um, this this uh, race this weekend at Port, which we're getting ready for, and we're going to be promoting the Keystone Race Saver Challenge. I think that it's worth noting that uh, that's on the 24th, which does uh, step right on top of the, you know, the big race there in North Carolina, 23rd and 24th. So, you know, we, we may be down a little bit on car count and that's fine. It was a track thing to move that. Um, just unfortunate that it, it came out that way. Um, right. It's a big opportunity for our racers. Uh, as far as the podcast goes, I'd just like to remind everybody to uh, subscribe or on their favorite podcatcher or whatever. I'd sure like to know why our numbers blew up the last time. I'm not smart enough to figure that out yet. But if you, um, you have comments or questions, uh, certainly you can reach us on uh, PASprintSeries.com on our webpage or uh, send us a message on, on Facebook. And we, we are on Twitter. Um, we're getting ready for that big uh, Keystone race. We'll have more. Uh, Stephanie, I hadn't told you yet, but I do have a special guest lined up for either next week or the following where Steve O'Neill has uh, agreed to, to come on and, and speak about how much he loves the Race Saver Racers. So uh, we're going to get Steve on, whether that's with you and you and me or if Frank gets back. And for not all listeners may know who Steve O'Neill is. What? I guess uh, <laughs> that's possible. Uh, Steve O'Neill is the promoter of Port Royal uh, Speedway. And uh, yeah, you're correct. See, it, it's good. I got you and Frank to keep me straight uh, and, and explain everything. Um, I'd especially like to thank uh, Fast Tees, uh, Penns Valley Meat Market. Once again, man, they really stepped up for a Keystone race. We're going to be hearing more about that. And Ted Wrights um, is, is doing some stuff for that. You're going to hear more coming up on the Keystone Race Saver Challenge. Um, best wishes to Frank. Thanks so much for uh, finding some time to, to do the podcast this week. Stephanie, I know you've been busy. Uh, yep. You're getting, getting straightened out. You're getting those kids uh, lined up, uh, probably the, educated. Yeah, the kids are great. I, I love middle school math. It's just trying to keep, I, like I told you, I have one nostril above water right now with all the paperwork and planning, but um, I love it. Great. Well, and uh, with that, we thank everybody for listening and thanks for letting us come out to play.